0: One favor I have for you is this. If you love this podcast, remember to subscribe to it. And if you feel called, please feel free to leave a review because reviews really matter. helps us spread the word and helps other people really discover this podcast. So if this was valuable to you, please feel free to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. And if there's anything in this episode or any episode that really strikes you as an aha moment, shoot us an email to hello at Mastinkip.com. Tell us which episode it was and about what time uh, the breakthrough was in the episode so that we can really know because I'd love to hear from you what your aha moments are. I love hearing that. and My team loves hearing that too. So without any further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Mastin Kip podcast.
1: Hi, Mastin. How are you?
0: Good to see you. Good
1: to see you too.
0: How's it
2: going?
1: I'm doing really well. I'm super awesome. bummed. Be able to be at Claim Your Power.
2: Yeah. You're going to miss the secrets of the universe, but that's okay.
1: But beyond that, I'll be all right. Fine.
2: (laughs) No, it's all good. So what's going on?
1: I just wanted to see if you can help me. Uh, I think I'm doing a lot better with my anxious patterns. But even talking to you, my whole uh, adrenals start going wacko. And so I just want to see if you can help me with that. That's my number one.
2: Where do you feel your adrenals going, Rocco? In your my body?
1: heart's racing, and uh, like I feel almost like sweaty.
2: Is your adrenal glands in your heart? Um, no. So, are you sure it's your adrenal <laughs> my glands?
1: My pulse, like my pulse, quickening.
2: I see. Are you sure it's your adrenals, though?
1: Mm, maybe my cortisol levels.
2: Maybe you just feel some hyperarousal. Like you just feel a little stressed. Yeah. That's okay. Um, that's not a bad thing.
1: I feel like it's been the pattern with me that I'm trying to really um, break through. And I was talking to Kate about it in my call with her as well, in terms of just getting more more control of that, that, that I get this feeling that Something
2: bad is going to happen. That's my ah. So you, so you have uh, sort of this uh, idea of impending doom. Yes, I see. So that's that's that. But that may or may not be your adrenal glands. Gotcha. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just making sure that I'm understanding what you're saying because if you're going to talk adrenal, that's a little bit different than being able to anticipate uh, optimism and happiness versus sort of ruminating in. You know, so this anticipation of just something bad happening. Um, right. uh, when was the last like moment or time when that got triggered or activated? Do you know,
1: this feeling with, that I have uh, recently when I with my employment.
2: Okay, so what happened?
1: Well, we went through a lot of um, ups and downs. And when I agreed to, well, I told him I was going to leave the company and then become a contract employee. He said, fine. Then he came back and said, that's not going to work for me after all. Um, But then he agreed to keep doing it. And then two weeks later, he um, said, this isn't going to work after all, which I knew he was leading down that path. I knew that was going to happen. And I'm fine with it. I'm happier with it. But I still had this feeling almost like I'm in trouble.
2: I see. So is your expectation that you would go through a major career transition without any sense of stress?
1: Um, no, I would
2: so Yeah, so I'm trying to understand what the problem is, because so far you're talking about feeling some stress on the call with me, which is totally normal. And then also feeling some stress in career transition, which is also normal.
1: Yeah, you're right. Um, and I, I guess it's the feeling in the back of my head that I've done something wrong.
2: I see. I see. I see. So, so by you stepping into a choice that you want, that that's a wrong
1: thing. Yeah. Or that somehow, you know, it's like I have two, two feet walking in two direction and one is really secure and the other one is, you know, insecure.
2: Sure. What did it cost you to, um, uh, decide and and to have power when you were a child
1: what did it cost me
2: was it celebrated or was it expensive
1: i don't know that i have a i can say of um being the third of four children with two parents that worked a lot i i feel like um Like I made the decisions, you know, on my own, I guess I would say. Mm -hmm.
2: Meaning that it didn't matter what you did, they were just fine with it?
1: To some extent, I'll give you an example. Sure. Parents are both um, educators, they're both uh, teachers. Um, When we went to school, all I heard was go to college, go to college, go to college, go to college. But then when it came for me to apply, time to apply for college I didn't have the grades to get into college and um no there was never any like checking what classes you're taking type of thing um Mm -hmm. uh, they were just knew I was in high school doing my thing so um that was a real shock to my mother and I wasn't the only one it was the same way with all of us that we just were sort of doing our thing while they were doing their thing um does that make sense?
2: Yeah, but I, I'm not tracking with the wrong thing. Did they want you to get a job? Did they emphasize that?
1: Um, they, my father was um, the, what we heard was, if you don't go to college, you're nothing. You are nothing.
2: Mm-hmm. But what about getting a job though?
1: Um, I always had a job from when but, I did was. Did they
2: two. emphasize that?
1: No, not no. It was more go to college. So they didn't care about jobs. Um, I would say that that wasn't a, a message that I heard. The message that I heard was go to college and you'll get a good job and you won't be a blue-collar blue, um, person.
2: That's I see. So maybe by not having a job, you feel like maybe you're a little blue-collar?
1: Um, I've never equated it that way.
2: Does that mean I'm wrong?
1: <laughs> uh, um, um, I've never... Um, I guess, I guess if I'm going to go back, I would say that I, I, that is something that I grappled with because I always worked in restaurant work. My uh-huh. father did not value that as a good job. Um, and that, that's absolutely true.
2: I see. So you're trying to still live up to your father's expectations.
1: That's probably in the background somewhere. Although
2: yeah, yeah. Not what, what year do you think he formed those expectations?
1: What year? Uh, huh.
2: Oh, like his model. Like when did he form a model of having to have a good job and call My it? father? Yeah. When do you think he'd figure that out? How old do you um, think he was? What, what year do you think it was?
1: So my father's background is very dis- <clears throat> and um
2: I know, but I was trying to figure out like, is it like 1942? Is it 1975? If you had a guess, is it 1997?
1: Yeah, no, so my my dad's 95, and so that the year that he figured that out would have been 18, you know, when he decided he was going off All the right.
2: so about 1945-ish. That's, yeah. Okay, so something he decided in 1945 is plaguing you in 2020 almost. And what you got here is a good old-fashioned case of uh, – uh, healing generational trauma associated with the depression and World War II. Mm-hmm. Get a job, go to college, be lucky, like be happy with what you got, all that stuff, right? Correct. And, and that's like very appropriate for 1945. It's not appropriate for today in terms of um, where the economies are going. I mean, today, Facebook launched. Their announced they're launching a cryptocurrency. It's going to disrupt God knows how many in financial markets, Right like that stuff wasn't around then and I just want to help you understand that you're in a um, exponential uh, part of humanity where we're evolving a lot faster than we used to in terms of uh, what's available for us yeah. so so that expectation is is uh, is very normal for people who were born I think before two thousand right um, to have that, because a lot of those people are struggling with parent, you know, immediate parents or grandparents who went through that type of you know, de- you know depression and World War II stuff. So it's a, it's a normal thing. Where do you feel that in your body, though? That like part of you that feels like you're doing something wrong?
1: Um, it'll be like
2: in my chest. What part of your chest is it? Like is it like upper chest? Is it like uh, left no, or right no. side? Is it like diaphragm?
1: I'd say it's more like diaphragm. Like I can almost like feel this.
2: (gasps) Right there. Could you do me a favor? Can you feel that part of yourself that feels like it's doing something wrong for a second? Can you let it be there for a second? Could you ask it a question for me? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Could you ask it, how old do you think I am? How
1: old do you think I am? Am I asking that of myself?
2: Yeah, that part of you in the in the chest area.
1: I I feel like when I ask it, I'm like twelve. Cool.
2: First thing to do is to let it know that you're no longer twelve. Can you let it know that?
1: I am no longer twelve.
2: And that you have power and agency and control. And that your father meant really good things by that side of expectation, but it's almost 2020. He didn't know what it would be like now. And could you ask it? What would it need to know to feel calm to release you? Such
1: a good question. When I ask that, I feel like the answer is to rely on myself
2: Yeah, love that. and what could what does it need to know so it can feel safe for you to rely on yourself? Is there a part is, there's a part of you that's a wiser, more adult part of you. What do you think it needs to know? What kind of reassurance could you give it? Because it's a stuck part of you, stuck at twelve mm-hmm
1: That I am okay, and I am successful, and I am doing this. Yeah.
2: And that your father meant well. He just didn't know what it would be like in 2020. He didn't know he could start internet businesses and make $100,000 a year playing video games and shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a different world, you know?
1: I'm pretty sure he doesn't even know what a video game is.
2: <laughs> yeah, so different context, right? So, as you're moving forward, <laughs> this part of you um, <clears throat> is really trying hard to make sure you do the right thing. And, and your job is to understand that, that a 12-year-old's idea of what the right thing is um, may or may not be accurate for now, because it's now, it's not then, it's today. And so we want to thank it and honor it and say, oh my God, thank you so much for trying to protect me. And this is when we want to kind of engage the more mature adult part of you that you're you know, continuing to solidify and let her run the show and, and not to dissociate from the part of you that feels like you're doing something wrong, but more to acknowledge and soothe and bring her with you.
1: That just brought me so much peace when you said that.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. Where do you feel that?
1: Um, interesting, because that's higher, like, from here. Coming, Thanks. Coming. Yeah.
2: So good. Yeah. So just know you're, you're doing a really great job, and, and it's just a totally normal response. So normal. If you could understand how, like... Like, how many parts do we all have? You know, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, you know, there's so no, no <laughs> many parts. You know, if you study internal family systems or dissociative identity disorder, you know, and schizophrenia and all that stuff, schizoaffect, the human nervous system is so brilliant at fragmenting into as many parts as needed to survive. Yeah. And there was a time at 12 where it made a lot of sense to do the right thing that dad wanted you to do. You just forgot to bring her with you. Yes. So bring it with you. And can I explain the um, neuroscience behind it briefly? Yes. Is that okay? Yes. Um, so, so, you know, uh, and the nervous, so we got a brain. This is not anywhere near a good drawing. <laughs> okay. Just so we know. Okay. And I'm oversimplifying it, but you'll get the idea. Okay. So we got the brain. Prefrontal cortex here. You got the sort of the limbic system here, and you got like the brainstem and all that jazz down here. Um, <laughs> cerebellum and all that jazz, right? And you got your vagus nerve here, and you got like the myelinated part of the vagus nerve that's kind of like above the diaphragm, and the other part is subdiaphragmatic. Okay, and. The prefrontal cortex here—that's the part of the brain that is like the newest addition. It's like the most best. It's like it's like the iPhone upgrade you just got for your phone, right, or whatever, right? And what happens is when we experience trauma and or too much affect or affect dysregulation from the body, this thing kind of goes offline. Right? And what happens is the other ones kind of try to compensate, but like all the critical thinking, all the executive function, all the skills that you need to kind of have the mindset of, oh, yes, I'm not 12, right? Kind of out the window, right? And so part of what we have to help you with is to create more um, strategies so that you can get here more because this thing goes offline when the trigger happens. And it happens right. before. That fast before you know it, right? If we look at Portis's Mm -hmm. work on neuroception, like you get triggered before you know you're triggered, (laughs) right? And and the goal is to go, oh, I'm triggered, and then to have a process of, hey, are you there? Oh, it's you again. Hi, right? And then you bring that other part of yourself back online again. And the other thing is, is that part of the entrepreneurial journey and building that muscle is you will feel stress. Sometimes you will feel more stress. Right. And we want to get you in that zone because if we look at sort of the, the different parts of the, of the nervous system, you have, you know, sort of safety, psychological safety and, and social engagement, which is where we all kind of wish we were. Then we have like fight or flight response where we're kind of, you know, trying to run or flee or fight. And then we have dorsal vagal shutdown and dorsal vagal shutdown is immobilization. And our goal with everybody in the group here is that's why we have the, the mantra you know, feel that feeling, but walk, because the but walk part, the keep going part, that part is all about mobilization, because pretty much everyone's more or less immobilized wherever they're stuck, right? And so the more we can help you walk, the more walking that you can do, the better. And I think because we want to focus on executive function skills, What you really want to, like, put front and center for for you right now is you want to fall in love with the process, not the outcome, because the process is what's going to build your executive functioning more than anything else. If it's outcome-oriented, you're back in that sort of, you know, young, somatic 12-year-old who doesn't feel enough, right? But when you're in process and you're learning and growing and just following the process— that's when you really get to kind of repair it and also build those executive function skills and mature, which is a really beautiful thing. And the more sort of uh, <clears throat> the more uh, consistency that you have with that, the more that pathway gets kind of ingrained. But you know, falling in love with the process um, and following the process far more than the outcome is a really healing thing to do because then it's not about you or your identity. It's an experiment. It's a process that you're following and you're refining consistently. Right. Right? Just like with someone who's on a weight loss journey, they fall off the track they get right back on. So I said a lot there, but what are you doing with what I'm saying?
1: Well, what you just ended with was very calming for me. Very calming because um, my anxious pattern is end product. (laughs) And what you're saying is, slow down, which which goes back to everything that you said. Slow down. And I, I just love what you said. Love the process. And I'm going to write that down, and that'll be my, my mantra to say every day. Love the process.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. So and, important. Yeah. And, and if I had to use neuroscience terms, it would be, you know let's do neural exercises to activate more executive function pathways and build new pathways because neurons that fire together, wire together. And the more executive function you have, the more you're using the most updated part of your brain to get better results.
1: Right. Right. Well, it, um, it's, it's, it makes me instead of that anxious girl being here, it makes me feel like, um, like I have control and I'm excited because I can just be excited about the process, which yeah.
2: I, that's right. And, and, and the part of you that's saying that right now is not that somatic, you know, that's exp- that it gets processed through the lower brain. That you're, Now you're talking from that more executive function place of like, oh, yeah, I have conscious awareness of this now and I am excited.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: that switch that we just made right now is a really good example. And it's not something that you do in isolation. It's something that you work on with us and in this process as well, too. So part of the process is continuing to show up and be in here, too.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah.
2: So I just, you know, thank you. And uh, you're like, I mean, literally it's almost like we planted you as a, as, as someone to coach <laughs> cause you're so coachable. It's like, Oh, it's like perfection. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, really, really awesome job being coached too. Excited to kind of see the process that you outlay. And if you need help, you know, obviously we're here.
1: And I, um, I appreciate you and your, um, when you coach, your face is so kind and um, your words hit home. So thank you. Awesome. Awesome, It means a lot. Let's hear it for you
2: guys. She can't hear you, but she can see you.
0: Love it. Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information.